This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of Hafta. We have had quite a news packed couple of days. Uh, before we get into the headlines, let me introduce the panel. In the studio here is Mehraj Lon. Hi Mehraj. Hello. Raman Kripal. Hi sir. Hi. Joining us on the phone line from Chennai is Jayashree. Hi Jayashree. Hi. And our guest today also joining us in the studio is Arish Chhabra. Hi Arish. Hi. Thank you. So Arish is a journalist. He writes for the Indian Express. He's in the past worked with BBC Punjabi, Hindustan Times and The Quint and he's author of the book The Big Small Town: How Life Looks from Chandigarh. This sounds sounds interesting Arish you lived in Chandigarh I'm guessing Yeah yeah I got there after class 10 and lived there for 15 16 years my parents are still based out of there I worked there for 6 7 years When you were uh, reporting for BBC Punjabi you were based out of Chandigarh No Delhi uh, the BBC language services all are based out of Delhi they have some reporters out in the field as they say but otherwise it's all done from here so I was basically commissioning and producing stories but you've reported extensively from punjab yes yes and uh, that was during your stint with hindustan times at that time you were based in punjab that time i was in chandigarh and okay. uh, i was working for hindustan times for 6 years at one go and then two more so most of that time i was in chandigarh so what's this book about the big small town so uh, in chandigarh i used to write a column a weekly column hmm. for the hindustan times in their paper uh, the local eight pager that they used to produce the news page So this was basically looking at whatever was happening in Chandigarh or even outside with a very uh, simple view of how does it look to somebody who lives in Chandigarh say for instance if the french president was uh, visiting Chandigarh they covered up the entry of Chandigarh which is a village which is also technically Chandigarh but you will never see it hmm. with uh, these bamboo sheets so that was uh, emblematic of how chandigarh presents itself and hides certain things and people wouldn't usually know that like happened in delhi during the commonwealth games yeah so in chandigarh you would the public images that it's all planned and everything but it has 14 villages still and they are quite in a pathetic condition so uh, these kind of things are emblematic and that's the famous uh, time when modi hugged holland from behind there was a funny situation there <laughs> i don't know if you remember in rock garden huh. so uh, there was yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. So, yeah that visit is what i'm talking about the very so um before the headlines i would just like to remind you that please do subscribe and pay to keep news free we have uh, in the last week received three more notices from the it department i have also been informed that there are some proceedings that have been started against us <laughs> and me in particular which i wasn't even aware of So we shall be going to court, etc. Those are costs that need to be incurred. So I urge you, we will have our legal fund up again because there's going to be a much activity on the legal front for news laundry, and we shall need your help because we don't take any ads. In fact, today's uh, newspapers, when I open them, the first two or three pages, depending on which newspaper you're uh, reading, is Telangana. KCR has given full page, two to three page ads. Then the next page is Yogi Adityanath and Modi ji's beautiful faces smiling at us. The next page has a half page of Mr. Khattar. So that is how other media is getting their money. So if you would like to support journalism that does not depend on governments, so that we don't have to kiss their asses and get money, uh, you can log on to newslawney.com and subscribe and tell your friends and family too, especially the ones who whine about media ka kya hal ho gaya. You can say, "Munna, tum kya kar rahe ho?" So you can just guide them to our payment link. We shall have the NL fund up again. but yes there is going to be a lot of frenetic activity on the legal front for news laundry going forward on that note let's have the headlines jashree thank you yeah here are the headlines of the week 
Uh, Delhi Minister Satyendra Jain was arrested in connection with the money laundering case. He's now been sent to ED custody till June 9th. Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal said his minister is innocent. The case against him is false. The ED has also summoned Congress Chiefs Sonia Gandhi and Rahul Gandhi in connection with the money laundering case filed in the National Herald matter. In Maharashtra, three FIRs have been filed against BJP spokesperson Nupur Sharma for alleged objectionable remarks that she made against the Prophet during a news debate on Times Now. On Sunday, Sidhu Musewala was shot dead by unidentified assailants in Punjab. A day after the state government curtailed his security crop cover, his cremation took place on Tuesday. Also on Tuesday, the Punjab police made its first arrest in the case. It's also constituted an SIT to probe it. Meanwhile, a team of the Delhi police special cell has quizzed gangsters Lawrence Bismoy and Shah Rukh for allegedly plotting the murder from jail. Bishnoi has now moved the high court, saying he's worried he might be eliminated in a staged encounter. In a landmark judgment, the Supreme Court has recognized sex work as a profession. It said that sex workers are entitled to dignity and equal protection under the law. Elections will be held on June 10th to fill 57 Rajya Sabha seats from 15 states that fell vacant after retirement of members on different dates. Two media barons will contest the polls very excitingly from Haryana and Rajasthan. This is Subhash Chandra and Katya Sharma. Supreme Court lawyer Brijesh Kalapa has joined the long line of leaders leaving the Congress. On Wednesday, he sent his resignation letter to Sonia Gandhi. As is Hardik Patel confirmed in track today morning, uh, as we record this on Thursday, the 2nd of June at 10.40, that he will be joining the BJP. Yogi Adityanath laid the foundation stone for the second stage of the Ram Temple. He said the temple will be a Rashtra Mandir. After an all-party meeting, Bihar Chief Minister Nitish Kumar said the centre has made it clear a nationwide caste census cannot be done, so the state has decided to conduct its own census. This meeting was also attended by the state uh, BJP. So that so basically, this Bihar state BJP is going against the central government line of... Broken ties with its own government. A well-known singer KK died in Calcutta on Tuesday night after performing in a concert. He was 53. That was very sad. Also, Friday will mark the 100th day of Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine. And that's the headline. And in fact, today the US has confirmed that they will be sending these medium-range missiles that can fire up to 45 miles or kilometers, I'm not sure, to Ukraine to take on the artillery of Russia. And Mr. Putin has said this is not a good idea. It's just going to escalate matters. But America has made it a point to mention that missiles they're sending are not long-range enough to strike inside Russian territory. So they can only strike Russian targets which are inside Ukraine territory. It's so, a no, protracted a, war. I mean, I think Russia has already say, right? lost it. Because they can go up to there and fire it. But, <laughs> but right yeah, they said that, that it, they, they can fire into Russia if they're standing at the border. If they are, yeah, yeah, but yeah. right now they aren't so at the border. Right. Correct. So, uh, and uh, one more thing that actually happened yesterday... The Kashmiri Pandits, after a series of actually uh, attacks, killings, killings in uh, Kashmir of security forces and also of a school teacher, the Kashmiri Pandits uh, protested and they said that unless they can be provided security, they will start leaving Kashmir again. So another exodus. And I think now the BJP is realizing that managing Kashmir violence is uh, is, is not as easy as, as maybe uh, bringing down a mosque. It's a more complicated thing. And now... Uh, they are at the receiving end of the Kashmiri Pandit anger. So we would like to see how that plays out. Yeah, and apparently they're confined to camps and all now, no? Because after they gave this ultimatum saying they want to leave. Yes. So in fact, uh, there was a report this morning that they are not being allowed to leave some of those camps. Uh, they won't allow them to leave, I mean. So yeah, uh, but 
this is something that I'm sure Vivek Agnihotri will not make a film on. Is it extortion like in Bollywood, right? In the 70s and 80s, yeah. you don't have a choice because, you know, Daud's men would call you for extortion. So hmm. either you go hmm. dance at his wedding or you get killed. Hmm. Here, I, I have not really seen that. It's not an extortion thing. It's like willingly they get into gangs. Is it an obsession with like the Tupac Shakur, like 70s you so, know, rap kind of gig? As, as far as uh, Tupac and all that is concerned, it's the iconography that they're, you know, fascinated with. They don't understand the sociology of it at all. I mean, you can really see the irony of him claiming to be Tupac when he's a jut with land, probably having people like Tupac working for him. So, uh, and they should actually be singing. <laughs> what, right. Yeah. So, I mean, the irony is lost on many people, but it's not as, uh, you know, as hidden as one would assume. It's not, it doesn't require more than pop sociology to figure it out. Mm -hmm. uh, as for their obsession with violence, and that's a cultural thing. The idea of violent domination is very, very prevalent in Punjab because of many, many reasons. Some of them are have been stated over and over, even in old history books, that it's a place where every invader has first come and dominated through weapons and war. Mm -hmm. Then it continues through to the obsession with being in the army because that also extends into having guns, having the power to fight. And then that's the culture. So in that culture, guns and uh, the idea of whoever is more powerful physically even or has more power in terms of money now, or uh, connections, or anything that would, you know, uh, translate to power. Brute power, that is, not intellectual, you know, power or any, any sort of uh, smarts. Goldie seems to suggest, amongst other things, that every time something happens, our gang leader Lawrence gets all the name and fame and everything, although he's in jail and I'm outside. So I wanted to do something big that would get my name into the headlines as well. And no offense to Lawrence, he said. So that's wow. that sort of tells you where it comes from. See, that's the age we live in. If you do something, if it's not seen, it's not done. So that would, you know, apply to gangsters as well. If you kill somebody and keep it a secret, what's the point? So, you know, you want to put it out on Facebook. And which bigger name than Musiala to catch the headlines? Absolutely. Now everybody knows Goldie. I've never heard of him before. But they're known to use Facebook. They're known to make big claims of it. Uh, this guy, Lakhas Dana, who is now overground, who's now become an activist, used to be a gangster, very mm -hmm. openly talks about it, was in jail. He has said this several times. Some of the people who know this, having been in jail, would tell you very openly that Facebook is the medium they use. They put photographs of their birthday celebrations. In fact, I remember a, a couple of years ago, there was a, from jail, yeah. from in, in a Punjab jail, I don't know which jail, they had put pictures of a celebration, they had Daru, they had yeah, yeah. food and they had Cake. put it out on Facebook that I'm celebrating and it created a huge furor. Yeah. So no, I think the most interesting aspect of this uh, Rajya Sabha elections are most of the Congress ruled states, they are already raising their voices ki why couldn't you get the locals? So you have brought all the outsiders, you know. So there is already features. Considering that... And, and the Congress is full of their same ah, old, same Considering old. that... The BJP has planted two independents from two states. One is Rajasthan, another is uh, Haryana, Kartike hmm. from Haryana. Hmm. And from Rajasthan, uh, this Subhashandra who contested from Haryana last time. We are doing a story on this. We have, mm -hmm. uh, reporter is already working on it. So we, ju we just need to see that how many MLAs you need on your side. Hmm. So, so there could be a possibility because they are BJP-backed candidates. Mm -hmm. So there could be a possibility that these two independents, uh, you know, will emerge as winners. So, so because the party MLAs are already uh, cribbing that why you have brought Vasnik and I think they have brought Vasnik 
from uh, Rajasthan. I think in Rajasthan it's 11 or 14 votes. Ah, I, I remember. Yes. I don't remember the figure right now. Mm-hmm. That have to cross vote for yeah. Subhash to win. I mean, 11 is what how much? I'm not talking they gave money, but in, they could if they gave money and they did illegal things, it ah. was easy. Is what I would yeah, say. Yeah, it's it's not that yes. hard. Yeah, but what this Rajya Sabha election and the way it's being covered, I think um, one would have assumed from this huge movement of corruption being the central issue in between 2009 to 2012, to it being taken as a given that there will be horse trading, there will be deals being struck. That this is how the Rajya Sabha or the House of Elders, quote unquote, is selected. I mean, we've come such a long way in such a short time, and one would assume. you know things improve you know things keep getting better but it's just going the other way and the media is accepting it but the reason i mean this is happening that it doesn't even make news now this is exactly the criminalization of polity and the pauperization of public discourse which at a different point on the spectrum what arish was talking about in terms of punjab that's a social dysfunction and this is a political dysfunction and it's a part of the same sort of criminalization of public discourse in that sense mm. because it doesn't matter violence you do violence with impunity corruption with impunity because the law is just there for uh, sure look at the fir against zuberia uh, from alt news yeah. i mean he called these yatti and all those hindu that uh, sabha whatever that happened called them hate mongers there's an fir against him for calling them hate mongers yeah and one had to jump through hoops to get an fir against the guys who are actually calling for genocide and still no action is it the worst it's been in a decade and will it embarrass the government in any way that my god during our time is when uh, kashmiri hindus felt most unsafe it is it's actually gotten worse and worse since uh, august 5 2019 and one of the reasons of this kind of this targeted sort of threats against the pandits one reason is that also because the narrative around that was that there'll be demographic change right so if you remember there were also attacks on migrant workers back in back then who carried out the attacks and i mean obviously in kashmir it's always unidentified gunmen because you never know for sure so that was part of it and this idea that people will be com- so when the people who are protesting now most of them are people who came back after uh, it was i think in 2000 it was in 2008 manmohan singh announced a package for uh, kashmiri pandit migrants mm-hmm. who had left in the 90s to come back and the package included like they'll get jobs they'll get some housing and uh, it was a 1600 crore package but the jobs were only for 6000 people even though like by conservative estimate about 150000 people had left and many of them i mean i have seen those camps in jammu they were like utterly horrible conditions for 20 25 years even now there are people living in those jammu migrant camps and they're like horrible conditions and, and this is the housing that was supposed to have been provided under the mm-hmm. package no this were these were the in jammu these were they were called migrant camps and they were like supposed to temporarily house the people who were fleeing kashmir and then they were right, supposed right. to be given better housing but that never happened mehraj what are they doing to solve the problem because i mean we're seeing visuals of cops like tear gassing kashmiri pandit protesters and things like that So what exactly is the administration playing out? That's always their default like uh, response. Anything yeah. happens in Kashmir, start with tear gas. That doesn't work. Start with bullets. But mm-hmm. I'm saying this was a miscalculation at the very beginning. I mean, for that you can't blame Modi because it was the Congress government then. Mm-hmm. This idea that you'll bring pandits and set them in separate colonies because there wasn't security at that time. You had even like people like Gilani saying they're more than welcome. Let them settle in their like. wherever they had their homes if the homes are not there we'll help them hmm. let them live there part of the society wider society but there was a when you're keeping sure them would... separately hmm. you're making them a target 
all of you listening in the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta we will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers are served thank you goodbye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Newslaundry.